0: It is early in the evening and you and Luca have made your way through the streets of Criminy City toward this ghost museum that's allegedly a fairly popular attraction. At least, that's what the numerous voted best haunted attraction in Criminy City flyers and billboards would have you believe. As you walk along the crowded streets away from the ribbon, in the last bits of daylight you note the faded and slightly chipped pane of various attractions and storefronts, including but not limited to a mini golf course, a go-kart track, and Chucky Chespin's a few streets over. But turning a corner, you finally arrive at your destination. You see a tall, thin building with an antiquated stucco exterior, jagged stonework along the ground, and a roof with blood-red shingles. A wrought iron gate surrounds the building and its lawn, which is covered in various macabre decorations. And in front, a garish neon sign with a few letters burned out that reads, Father Spooky's Creepy Emporium. Mm -hmm.
1: looks to Luca. Um, Luca, I know we wanted to make Omer's first Halloween special, but I'm starting to have second thoughts. You sure this is the right spot? No,
0: yeah, this is definitely, I mean, this is the, I mean, like everything online said that this was a really good spot, you know, and, uh, I, I don't know how many haunted attractions there are in the city, but apparently this was voted the best one.
1: Okay. Everybody get in your Halloween costumes. Jump.
0: Who's all getting like in the, Halloween costumes? Like the,
1: like the TikTok thing.
0: <laughs> when you
1: jump and your costume your costumes change. Boom. Okay. Darla is in my party. George Foreman, Elmer, Feduccini, and Seely. And nice. I would like to pretend that I've had all these costumes planned, but I don't have any idea. <laughs> and I just put it out there. So. You just
0: put it out there for the listener's imagination. Whatever you envision them in. Ooh, that's yeah. that's what they're in. Yeah. And then Luca. Has currently in his party Tarzan, Omen, L, Mikey, and Zilla. Anybody who you would think is a major player who's not here currently is not here because, well, what are they up to, Sarah?
1: Oh, they are having the Halloween party of the century in the Neubat cave.
0: They absolutely are. Isk, 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 isk. Between Halloween party in the Noibat cave and then also some of them, Toofus included, scaring trick-or-treaters outside of the Lair Uh, They're staying pretty busy.
1: But we wanted to do something extra special for Elmer. And I give everybody our little trick-or-treat baskets. Yes. Elmer's is so heavy that she falls down.
0: <laughs> and then she looks inside to be like, why is it so heavy? And Zilla pops out and she's got like a little candy in her mouth. <laughs> Because it is also Zilla's first Halloween.
1: Oh Zilla and Elmer's.
0: The two little babies.
1: Like it, our egg babes.
0: But you all pass through the gate as the last bits of sunlight creep across the horizon and enter the foyer. Immediately in front of you is a reception desk and to your right a gift shop. Sitting at the desk is a figure who is human, but aside from that, they are indescribable. (laughs) All that you have a moment to note is that they're wearing some sort of garment that's indistinguishable as either a hoodie or some sort of renfair cloak, and they have a name tag that says Moonbeam.
1: Moonbeam!
0: But their hood shrouds most of their face, which is also tucked behind a thick and ancient looking tome in shadow.
1: I love a good gift shop. That's a good sign.
0: Yeah, no, we definitely got to hit that up on the back end.
1: Hi, um, we'd like whatever attraction this is, please.
0: They peer up to acknowledge you with a sullen glance for just a moment and say, Pearl Luca.
1: (gasps) How did you know?
0: You made a reservation online.
1: Oh, okay. Woo, I'm breathing again. Thanks for that, Moonbeam. Love your honesty.
0: (laughs) And Moonbeam uh, slides like the haunted house wavers over towards you all. Or haunted museum, rather, is what this is.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. A lot of paperwork means that a lot of things could go wrong. Am I right, Moonbeam? Tell me about some of the tragedies that have happened to her.
0: Manny. Oh gosh. Look
1: <laughs> at Luca, Luca. I'm sorry, I'm starting to second
0: guess No, look, no, it's part it's part of the thing. It's part of the bit. I'm sure it's fine.
1: Elmer's in the gift shop. She thinks this is it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know.
0: She's like wandered over there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: not look. I'm, I'm sure it'll be okay. It'll be fine.
1: Okay, we signed. Great. Our lives away.
0: <laughs> you signed the waiver. All
1: of a sudden, I'm a little mermaid. I can't talk. Mm.
0: <laughs> As you slide your waivers back across the desk, Moonbeam. Hits a button on ah. a cassette player, ah. which begins to fill the room with a pre-recorded spooky ah. soundscape.
1: Okay, I gotta say, pause real quick for the listeners. Yes. Number one, I would love to know your favorite Halloween candy. Number two, mine's Snickers, and I just ate one. Number three, I am generally very easily spooked. I think we've covered this before in the past, but like, I, that already freaked me out.
0: <laughs> the pre-recorded spooky soundscape?
1: Yes! Well, like, she presses a button. That was scary.
0: Yeah, Moonbeam, uh, press the button and you hear the sounds of (laughs) (laughs) tabletopaudio.com.
1: Okay, everybody gather around. All right, let's take a picture. Pre-pre-pre-pre-death picture. (laughs) I selfie it while the recording goes. You
0: you take a spooky as the... Moonbeam's
1: (laughs) in it. Deal with it.
0: Yeah, they're just barely sort of in the back. You just see like the eyes a little bit over somebody's shoulder. But... This pre-recorded spooky soundscape plays and the lights dim except for those on the grand staircase in the main hall just ahead. Oh
1: my gosh. And you see... (laughs) Oh no.
0: And you see a figure descending the steps. Ah! This pale figure has flowing black hair with a red streak in the front. Impeccably groomed Van Dyke style facial hair and walks with a sleek cane that is obviously for show. (laughs) If you didn't know any better, you would almost think this guy was a straight-up vampire. His vaguely French, vaguely piratey outfit... Yes,
1: I was (laughs) hoping this was gonna happen! Yeah! Tell me more!
0: Uh, Well, his vaguely French, vaguely piratey outfit accentuates his eccentric walk as he then stops halfway down the stairs. He flashes a smile with pointed teeth. Greetings, mortals, and welcome (laughs) to Father Spooky's Creepy Emporium, a museum full of mystical delights and freaky frights. Tonight, you will see terrifying tchotchkes and nightmarish knickknacks collected from this region and beyond. You must be careful, though. Sometimes this house has a mind of its own And then Moonbeam presses another button And on your left you see some objects on a table just Sort of moving back and forth mechanically
1: Whoa. Um, Pearl quietly turns to Luca just with her head This guy's legit
0: <laughs> I know, right? I, I, get, <laughs> I get the reviews You look back toward the stairs And suddenly whoosh, ah! this man is much closer As ah! the smell of sunscreen wafts over your noses
1: Hello, Father Spooky I'm Pearl
0: Oh. oh, 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 oh! Forgive me. I have not yet introduced myself. My name is Rodolphe Baptiste. Oh, not Father be... Spooky. I am not Father Spooky. I am uh, Rodolphe Baptiste. I will do be your guide. We get talk to I...
1: meet the Father Spooky.
0: Well, we will have to see where the night takes us, won't we? <laughs> okay,
1: let's get the gray stuff. It sounds delicious. <laughs> well, <laughs> we are spooks here, are spooks there, are spooky, spooky spooks. Hit me, Rodolphe.
0: Well, fret not. Okay. Perhaps at some point you will see Father Spooky on our journey this evening, but
1: Celia, I've never experienced such a rejection with my song. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Moonbeam just like looks up from this ancient tome and is like, "You just have to let him finish his spiel." All right, all right. <laughs> fret not. Even though this house has a mind of its own, no harm shall come to you as long as you stay close to me and do not touch these many haunted artifacts. But as I said, my name is Rodolphe Baptiste and you are...
1: My name's Pearl, this is Celie It's super nice to meet you We're so excited to be spooked and scared And have a little treat Maybe some Snickers, maybe some Kick Or some Pokey Berries We'll try any yummy sweet thing And is that thing moving? There are spooks, ah, there are treats ah, There are lots of Pokey sweets Woo! And it's Summer and still loves first Halloween Come on Rudolph I know you want to. I know you want to. Sing along. She, she's on, like, bended knee, like, waiting.
0: <laughs> I must apologize. Open I was arms. so enthralled by the performance that I did not even have the words That's to, okay. to come family. and sing along. But it's uh, uh, but uh,
1: underneath. You can feel... happen at any
0: point. We've got spooks. Yes! We've got frights on this yes! spooky Halloween night. Yes! And I do not know what <laughs> else to do. <laughs> <laughs> i throw all throw night sing off my groove. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as Rodolphe in the moment does come up with more words to, to go along with the parody. Uh, and, and as that finishes, he gestures for you to take a bow. <laughs> I do. He also takes a bow. And then as he comes up, he sort of flips that voluminous black hair back. And then he lowers his round sunglasses to reveal piercing red irises and looks directly at both of you. So, my friends, I must ask you now. Who's ready to have a spooky time?
1: my pokey's go crazy we're so ready for it
0: (laughs) yes everybody is very excited by the showmanship uh of this very pale strange man
1: seeley really appreciates it she's like already on the app giving it a good review
0: yes seeley's already sold Mikey is still skeptical of this whole thing. You would think that Mikey would have stayed behind to, you know, scare trick-or-treaters and things like that. But he's done so much of that. I mean, he's oh, had years and years and years. Life. That's uh, He's like, that's that's my th- day job. Yeah,
1: that's an everyday.
0: No, but he wanted to see someone else, you know, their craft. He really, yeah. uh, he's here uh, almost as a critic in, I in love a way. That. I mean,
1: he's <laughs> the most, uh, he's the best one for the job in that sense. And also too, it's like, you know how there are like lifestyle coaches and whatever like that's what mikey's is like he's like my lifestyle is haunting (laughs) (laughs) okay let's go
0: nice so you follow rodolphe baptiste further into father spooky's creepy emporium this this haunted museum so rodolphe is technically going to be leading the way but i'm gonna tell you sort of directions of places that you can go as you make your way through the house uh, and he will take you to those places but do you have anybody specifically like close to you besides just like Sealy as y'all are going along? is just the whole group out of Pokeballs oh, and just looking around. the
1: whole group's
0: out. Fantastic. It's a holiday. Love it. So as you all were there on the first floor, uh, obviously there was the little foyer lobby area with the gift shop to the right, This this grand entrance hall. Would you like to see anything else on the first floor while you're here or would you like to go somewhere else? There are multiple floors. There's a second floor and a third floor and an attic, allegedly.
1: Is there more on the first floor?
0: On the first floor, there was that entrance along with that main hall with the grand staircase uh, and the gift shop. And then it looks like also on this floor, there would be uh, some sort of kitchen looking area uh, and like a dining room.
1: Oh, I don't think it makes sense to go there.
0: The way that this uh, museum is set up, it's like it's an old House that's you know an air quote haunted house uh, that has been sort of retrofitted to be now a quote museum yeah full of different knickknacks and, and artifacts and things like that cool in different places
1: makes me think of the haunted mansion
0: a little bit yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah um let's go up the grand staircase just because I want to it's a shame not to.
0: So like I said there was a very spooky looking uh, sort of kitchen uh as well as a dining room where there was like a china tea set set out and then uh you all sort of just glance at that for a moment he he rattles on about like this haunted tea set and these uh appliances in the kitchen that move on their own and takes you all up this uh grand spiral staircase.
1: That's cool. Have you ever seen a spiritum?
0: A spiritum? Yeah. Uh, why, of course I have. I've seen uh, just about every spooky thing there is to see in my time.
1: Huh, cool. This guy seems legit.
0: That's what TripAdvisor's telling me.
1: <laughs> have you ever been to a spirit tomb's lair where the fourth wall melts and then you see a dragon that can eat your soul?
0: I'm sorry, a what?
1: Okay, don't worry. I'll draw a picture. Uh,
0: uh, all right. Uh, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Perhaps you are spookier than I thought. <laughs>
1: all right. <laughs> I've seen a lot. <laughs>
0: As you all make your way up this grand spiral staircase up onto the second floor you at first find yourself in this upper hallway where there are these oil lamps mounted on the walls. Uh, there are these very grim looking like family portraits. Yes. Uh, the eyes seem to just sort of follow you around. Love it! And there's like a bunch of them. There are standing suits of armor that kind of reflect Golet and Golurk sort of designs looks and things. And each of them has like spears and stuff like that. It's it's very old school. It's, it's not specifically Golets and Golurks, but it is armor sort of fashion to look like that and then uh, additionally on this floor as you all go around and Rodolphe says oh yes but of course uh, you see this and this and this here Uh, there's like a servant's quarters there is a library (gasps) smells of rich mahogany many leather bound books many accursed tomes in this library whose pages would bring you to madness
1: it sounds like you've had that happen personally
0: yes I have (laughs) On many many a Wednesday night, sometimes I will just go and read one of these most accursed tomes and have my mind descend into a bout of
1: madness. (laughs) I would love to see you cook after that. See what kind of concoction you make. Is it pickles and cheese?
0: Oh, I do not cook.
1: Why? I do not
0: need to eat. I mean, what? Anyway, moving on.
1: I don't get this.
0: <laughs>
1: That's impossible, Seely.
0: Or or.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, you're thinking the same thing too, huh?
0: Or or, 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 or. Really? Or or. I don't know. Or, or or.
1: Oh yeah, yeah! Look at that picture.
0: Yeah, there's just another like very unsettling old-timey family portrait.
1: So who used to own this place?
0: Oh, this place, uh, well, it was owned by a a family that came to a most unfortunate end.
1: Yeah? How?
0: It has been told, long, long time ago, when Criminy City was was fresh and new after it had just moved from its previous location, that this was one of the first houses built here, but there was something, a spirit, that did not want them to live here. Some foul creature that whisks them away to the distortion world. What? Yes.
1: That's, like, legit true.
0: That is the story.
1: No! Stuff like that happens! I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I don't feel good.
0: Wait, uh... <laughs> oh, no, no, hey, um... Pearl uh,
1: starts to not feel well. <laughs>
0: Luca! No, no, Pearl, Pearl, Pearl. Is she like, just making that up?
1: That's not a funny joke! Yeah,
0: no, hey, uh, sorry, no, there's just... There's a whole... Oh, no, I, I do apologize. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I did not... <laughs> Your signs the waivers, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. you okay, me the
1: whole time. I know. I'm sorry. I wish I could have kept that croissant down, but I ate too many Snickers.
0: <laughs> Rudolph grabs a little walkie talkie and he's like, uh, Moonbeam, we are going to need to clean up on the second floor. <laughs>
1: Moonbeam says, Wow, you're doing a good job today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel bad for the kid, but also I'm impressed with myself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh, Sealy gives Pearl some, like, uh, saltine crackers.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And, like, a little um, vitamin water. (laughs)
0: Okay, yeah,
1: I do like the strawberry (laughs) better.
0: Would you like to investigate the library further or perhaps go anywhere else uh, on this second floor? There is a uh, conservatory, he says, on, on the other side.
1: Let's go to the conservatory.
0: To the conservatory. But of course.
1: I'm expecting a very nice big pot from another country.
0: A big pot?
1: Yes. Do you remember when we went to that really, really fancy schmancy place in like uh North Carolina? And they had that big room and they're like, This pot is like old and we were like, Cool, it's really nice. It was humongous.
0: Oh. And it okay. was just
1: empty. It was nice though. hmm It was beautiful.
0: I do yes. It was um oh the the <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was so big. You the, could fit the, the three massive, kids in that the massive
0: mansion thing. Yeah, the that big we toured. massive
1: mansion thing that I kind of strong-armed us into.
0: <laughs> we have very strong feelings about the mansion,
1: <gasps> which shall remain nameless. Yes, I've done a couple mansion tours in my life. Normally, they all disappoint. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they, they all make you feel a certain kind of way yeah, at the end.
1: Honestly, that's very true. <laughs>
0: But while you're on this floor, just go ahead and roll 2d6 plus instinct.
1: Nine.
0: Nine. Okay, cool. Uh, you are aware of, you know, just where everybody's at. And, you you know, after, after your little freak out there, you just take a little head count. Okay, everything's good. Everything's good. Uh, and you keep on looking around. So in the library... Uh, just looking over in there, there are these red velvet drapes covering the windows. There's this mahogany desk, high back chair, um, along with uh, you know other overstuffed chairs in the room. It's, I like it's it. very, very decadent, very studious. Uh, there is the just since you went all Beauty and the Beast earlier, there's the ladder that goes across yeah! the way. Can I go on this? Oh, you're you're not interested in the accursed tombs. You're more interested in the ladder. Look at me now! You say as you're already riding the ladder around (laughs) the room. Uh, He then takes you into this conservatory area where in this hall there's a big brass plated like chandelier hanging from the ceiling and all these fancy chairs. There's a harpsichord. Uh, It's all very nice. And he says, yes, and sometimes if you listen closely, the harpsichord will play itself. Ooh! While no one sits at the bench.
1: Ooh! Me and Celia know this trick. It's an old cruise ship one.
0: Wait, as a cruise ship trick?
1: Oh, yeah. We would love to rig the piano to a timer, have it play, while uh, just some of the olds were having a little, like, five o'clock somewhere moment, and they would trip. It was my fave. It was my absolute fave.
0: What a neat trick that was. Let us continue the tour.
1: (laughs) Wow. Back and forth already. I like this kid. I don't like this kid. They puked. They just ruined my trick. Like uh,
0: (laughs) With that, he, he then takes you up to the third floor. Ooh. As you come up to the landing up here, there is a balcony that looks down. As you climb this red marble staircase to its full height, you come to this dusty balcony with another suit of armor standing against one wall draped in these cobwebs. That one resembles more uh, of an Escavalier suit of armor, Uh, more angular, less kind of large and bulky like the Golet and Golurk kind of armor, but this one has got some sharper angles to it and things like that. So I raise my hand. Yes, yes. Is, I'm
1: trying to be nicer, because I have a lot of questions on the tour, and so far I've just blurred them out.
0: All right, well, what would you like to ask?
1: Okay, why are they shaped the way they're shaped? Like, is there a reason? Are these kind of like the house's favorites? Like, what's the deal?
0: What, the uh, the suit of armor? Yeah. Well, a valiant hero uh, who wore the suit of Escavalia armor was stricken down in a horrible passion, Ooh. and his spirit still haunts this armor.
1: Ooh. I like to imagine that Darla is looking inside of it. Hmm, has be? Yeah, she's trying to peek inside the chinks.
0: Go ahead and roll a 2d6 plus instinct again.
1: Ooh, five.
0: With a five. As he's explaining to you about this uh, suit of armor and then is about to go and uh, try to show you uh, another room here, the the master suite of this house he's walking you toward. While your attention is directed elsewhere, following Rodolph on this tour, Elmer and Zilla have made their way onto the other side of the room, uh, opposite you all, uh, waddling toward a mysterious-looking urn on a small table. It looks ancient and is encrusted with jewels that reflect in their eyes as they move toward this item, transfixed. Elmer reaches up to grab this urn. Uh, be- no! <coughs> no! <coughs> no! <coughs> no. Uh, just sort of hopping up, can't quite uh, oh, reach it. no! <laughs> this um, is not good,
1: this is not good, this is not good!
0: <laughs> and Zilla uh, then like goes to. <laughs> uh, she goes to lift her up. This
1: is not good. While this is happening, Pearl is drilling Rudolph on a million questions. Yeah, have she's asking him. Have you tried a granola bar? Uh,
0: have you uh, tried a cookie? A, have you ever tried ice cream? Uh, have you ever
1: tried a Dole Whip?
0: I have tried all these things. Ever, they do not sit well in my stomach.
1: Why? 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 But why? Have, Are you gluten sensitive? Do I, you have? Do you have allergies? I'm sensitive you... to
0: mini slings. Okay. I have a very, All right. Yeah, sp- What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Yeah. Well, and as he's yeah. about to answer that, <laughs> Zilla has at this point hoisted Elmer up so no! that Elmer can try to grab this urn.
1: No! <laughs> Don't do it, my cute baby. No. <laughs> she
0: goes to grab it, but accidentally tips it over. The urn falls to the ground and shatters.
1: Oh, I was about to say shakes once shakes twice
0: (laughs) (laughs) it falls to the ground and shatters sending shards of ceramic and various gems flying across the room
1: I imagine the big shatter sound and Pearl shuts up for a second turns
0: all three of you slow burn turn around to see
1: and I I look at Rudolph. is that covered in the waver
0: (laughs) from the wrecked urn a shadow flies out and engulfs Elmer and Zilla no disappearing and leaving no trace of the small egg or tiny dinosaur Pokemon. With a look of dread, Rodolph looks at you and says, Your Togepi has unleashed a great evil upon us all.
1: Oh, yeah, that sounds like mine. (laughs) (laughs) No! What do you mean? What do you mean?
0: A terrible... This is just like the piano, right? A terrible beast was contained within Saturn, and what she has let that? it out. I
1: thought they were in the stories.
0: No, it's all real. It's all haunted and real.
1: She grabs the of his coat. What?
0: I told you, would father spooky lie?
1: And then, again, we tick-tock jump, and now we're not in our Halloween costumes, whatever you gave us. We immediately are in Ghostbusters costumes.
0: <laughs> I said,
1: all right, and I imagine I have the Ghostbuster vacuum, and it click-clicks. It's ghost time.
0: <laughs> so, now that Elmer and Zilla are, are currently missing in action... No! Would you like to, like, split up and all, go into different parties to try to search and see wherever they went? They have teleported to somewhere else in this house.
1: Oh.
0: They are not in this space, but they are somewhere in the house. Rodolph says, The beast is contained within the house as long as the windows or doors are not opened by one of us. Tell Moonbeam that! <laughs> Rodolph gets out the uh, 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 walkie-talkie, and Moonbeam, um, yes, the, the Grim Spectre has, has been released. Um, oh, my
1: God. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody.
0: Moonbeam says, wait, do you, you mean the Snarling Demon? It's, it's two names for the same thing. But yes, it has been released, so uh, just do not let anyone in the lobby. Thank you very much. <laughs>
1: All right, Sealy. or Here's some super glue. Or, or, or. You are tasked with trying to glue back this urn.
0: Or, or
1: I know. Please don't put both your flippers together, though, like last time.
0: Or, or, or.
1: <laughs> okay, Luca. Yeah. I'll take the basement. What basement? I'll take the lower floor.
0: <laughs> All right. Do you go back down to the first floor? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: You take the middle. Rudolph. Yes? Uh, protect Celie with your life. All right. Where, where do you think you're most useful? Because that is my most cherished Pokemon, and I'm not sure we're on that level of <laughs> trust
0: yet. <laughs> uh, well, perhaps uh, if you want to take some of your, I don't know, how, how much do you trust your Pokemon to to get things done on their own? <sighs> they could they could spread out They're and look geniuses.
1: around. Oh, that's a good idea.
0: You could take some. He could take some. I could go with some of the others. Okay. Great. So, who do you want to make the Scooby-Doo gang to go off on their own?
1: Well, maybe we should stay all together. I don't know. What do you think?
0: It's up to you. Ah. The choice is yours.
1: Okay, so the adults, or I mean,
0: LOL, the adults. (laughs) (laughs) The humans?
1: The humans are staying together with a couple pokies.
0: I think that makes sense. Either well, either you and Luca could split up with a couple pokies each, or you could stay together with a couple pokies each and then send another party of just pokies or pokies with Rodolph to look elsewhere. It's up okay. to you.
1: My pokies know that if they need me, they go, ooh, ooh okay, <laughs> Cool. That's the family tune. Okay. And but so of course, yes. I'm gonna send George Foreman and Darla. With two of Luca's pokies.
0: Okay. These
1: are old and wise pokies. All right. Not old. Don't look at me like that, Georgie. Ooh. You know what I mean? We have, you You. are a functioning, self-functioning pokie.
0: <laughs> Great. So if you're sending Darla and Georgie, uh, Luca will send, like, uh, you want him to send two with them? Yeah. He'll send Tarzan and Omen. And now again. Does that
1: make, does that make Yeah, I think that lines up.
0: Well, they're just missing a Freddy, at least in my mind right now, because uh, in my brain, obviously, Omen is scooby doo Yeah. uh, Which I think would make Tarzan, at least in this scenario, shaggy. Uh Uh-huh. I would think Darla as Daphne. Yeah. Which then, I would assume, would make Georgie the Velma of this scenario.
1: It really could, yeah, yeah, Darla in no way can be a Velma. (laughs) In no circumstance does that work for Darla. So, yeah, that's true. But also, I feel like Georgie's Georgie's got quirkiness. Yeah, Georgie is a Velma because, like, I always wanted the three-face. If it's not a three-face Georgie, then it's not
0: Right. If it was a regular vestibule, it would be like, I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. It works.
0: Hashtag quirky girl. Uh, So, yes. Same
1: girl. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, and then maybe the missing, who's the missing person, Fred? Freddie. Is Freddy like Zilla or Elmer? No. Well,
0: they're they're gone elsewhere.
1: Who's going with? Uh,
0: is- Seely's the one in the scarf, <laughs> which is the closest thing to an ascot. Oh, Seely. Ordor.
1: You can also go with this group if you want to take the pieces with you. Ordor. Or. Okay. <laughs> and or, she will. Or, or. Seely, take those down to Moonbeam and have Moonbeam glue the vase together.
0: Ordor, ordor, or, or, or.
1: Yeah, that is a Freddy move. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Great, so Celie sort of becomes de facto leader of Pokey this Squad. Little, yeah,
1: this, oh my gosh, what a great squad. Which we just mean me with Fettuccine.
0: <laughs> just Fettuccini. Yeah. Cool. Love you, girl. Some quality time with Fettuccine, love to see it.
1: Yeah, she's really scared. Honestly, that's the thing. Fettuccine is shaking like a little noodle.
0: Oh, absolutely. She
1: could not, like, she's wrapped around me.
0: Yeah, she is. She is she's, quite frightened. She's
1: wrapped around all of my my arms.
0: Yeah, if any of those was gonna not go off independently and stay with you, it makes sense that Fettuccini's with you. Yeah, she gets spooked a little easy. And so, me too. Me too. So, just with you is Fettuccini, and then Luca currently has L and Mikey.
1: Oh, perfect.
0: <laughs> the spookiest boy of all.
1: Perfect.
0: Fantastic.
1: Good luck, Scooby Crew.
0: They all salute. We salute
1: Oh my gosh I was thinking the same thing <laughs>
0: And Halloween surf rock Plays in the background as you split ah!
1: Yes
0: Split up gang
1: Cue sequence with doors The playing the playing piano
0: Yes <laughs> that is absolutely See, he takes what a, happens A tea break <laughs> So, uh, Starla is,
1: slaps it out of her hand
0: So is, is Rodolphe with you Or is Rodolphe with, with the pokies
1: Rodolphe is with me I'm I in this guy
0: Great Uh, So you
1: say it's a story, and now here we are, huh?
0: Well, I I did not want you to throw up again, so I said that it was a story. How Uh, long
1: have you been working here?
0: uh, Many years. Many, many years.
1: Where else have you worked? What are your references?
0: Well, you know, I've, I've been a, a tour guide for most of my life and I have had a long one. But that is not what is important right now. What is important is that we find your Pokemon.
1: You know, I totally get the long life thing. I've been 10 for 12 years.
0: Mmm, this makes sense.
1: <laughs> Am I a secret vampire?
0: Oh my gosh. Is Pearl
1: a secret vampire? No, she loves ice cream way too much. <laughs>
0: So where are y'all splitting to? Are y'all going back down? Do you want to go further up?
1: is going back down to give the vase to Moonbeam, and then they can kind of explore that level. Great. I guess we'll continue, like, on the attic level, because we haven't really fully discovered that.
0: Yeah, yet, so haven't. there's still more stuff here on this third floor, and then there's the attic as well. So if you would like to go ahead and go up to the attic, and then after those pokies, take the shattered urn down to Moonbeam along with the glue, they can come back and explore the rest yep. of the third floor.
1: That's what I would like.
0: Fantastic. So, you all split with the uh, mystery gang, uh, mystery, Mister Inc That's what it is.
1: <laughs> I was struggling for the name too when I said Scooby Scooby Crew. I so was like, "What
0: is it?" The Scooby Crew. Well, yeah. Well, let's let's not say they're exactly Mystery Ink. Let's say something that's just adjacent to Mystery Inc
1: <laughs> Pokemon Inc
0: Myster <laughs> mysterious gang.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Scooby Crew is good. Scooby Crew is
0: also very good. But that group of them go down to the floor level while you all make your way up to the attic. Before we see what all is happening there, though, Elmer and Zilla have found themselves in a strange place.
1: Oh, no. Are they in the Distortion World?
0: They're not in the Distortion World. Okay,
1: that is so sad to me. (laughs) Thank goodness. Okay.
0: They're not in the Distortion World, but they are in an area where there is very little light there's very little light, uh, and all that they can see is just from the uh, phosphorescent plants growing in this area uh, different fungi and, and plants of different sorts. Uh, there's also, uh, in, in this place, uh, giving off light, some uh, shinotic and morlol just around the place. As Elmer and Zilla are down here, <laughs> what are they going to do? They found themselves in a strange place. The shadow that whisked them away is not here currently, but they do hear just the sounds of like rumbling, almost like uh, sometimes like a whoosh through a hall, sometimes like a large footstep, sometimes a deep and terrible snarl.
1: My instinct is to say they proceed as normal, but I feel like I should roll to see if they are afraid.
0: Okay, go ahead and roll the tough it out plus personality. Roll for Elmer and we'll just lump Zilla in.
1: Oh my gosh. Elmer's personality is a plus three. <laughs> uh, that's a ten.
0: Elmer barely realizes anything happened.
1: Yeah, I think they just like the plants and they just start to walk around and have fun. They maybe play some leapfrog together. She's like, like
0: this is great. Yeah, I, don't-
1: <laughs> I love Halloween. This is what she thinks Halloween is. She's like, I knew something big would happen. Like, this is cool. Well, I don't know why everybody was freaking out so much. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she's just bopping around these plants, touching the leaves, playing peekaboo. It's great.
0: (laughs) As they are just leaping around, not a care in the world, not really concerned about anything that's happening down here, just (laughs) playing.
1: (laughs) They're, and they're like pretending, like they're playing like trick or treat with the plants. <laughs> like, have you ever seen little kids play something? And you're like, you have no idea.
0: You don't know what what trick or treat <laughs> is yet, and it's
1: so great to see what you think it is.
0: You have no concept of what this actually is.
1: Yes, that's one of my favorite things with kids.
0: <laughs> uh, but as they're just kind of jumping around, not really like trying to sneak or anything, because as far as they're no, concerned, they're they don't good. need to. They're great. Uh, there is. T- sound of skittering that gets closer to them it approaches it's a slow and measured skittering
1: they hear it and they just like wait for it they're like excited they're like cool something's coming (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Me on my inside, I'm screaming. <laughs> uh,
0: as they're like leapfrogging, and uh, <laughs> Togepi actually uh, just like hops off of a log. Uh, <laughs> next to that log, another small like stump emerges. <sighs> floats up in the air, almost looks to be floating of its own, and then it turns around, and in the phosphorescent light, there is a ghostly body within this stump with just these glowing red eyes that (laughs) immediately both of them see that and are like Oh, no. <laughs> okay, okay.
1: <I'm laughs> as, know.
0: as at the same time, uh, this creature with a large mushroom on its back, massive pinchers and blank oh, white no! eyes comes out <tch, tch, 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 and begins emitting these spores oh, oh, that no. start drifting towards them. What do Elmer and Zilla do as they realize that they are not alone down here? Oh. And that something now does not feel right.
1: Morning sun blinds things, right?
0: It normally allows the user to recover HP, but if you would like to specifically use it uh, as a sort of saying that's the flavor of kind of shaping the field or doing whatever in this moment, I think that that's that that's a fun thing. So yeah, yeah,
1: I think she grabs Zilla's hand. I think Elmer grabs Zilla's hand and does morning sun to try to get him out of it.
0: Great. Zilla's like, I'm gonna close
1: my eyes. Yep. Yeah.
0: Great. Go ahead and uh, roll, roll plus personality for Morning Sun.
1: Oh, boo to the ya! Personality? Oh, yeah. it's a fairy gosh. move. <laughs> Fourteen. Whoa! <laughs> she came ready.
0: Yes, this this sweet little fairy, uh, just <laughs> this white light uh, just shoots forth from this tiny egg uh, as these uh, two Pokemon are stunned for a moment and and have to like shut their eyes, avert their eyes. Well, the little stump ghost thing shuts its eyes and turns away. Meanwhile, the mushroomy thing just sort of looks on with a blank stare, uh, but does seem to be incapacitated for a moment as with a 14, they they absolutely begin booking it. Nice. Meanwhile, up in the attic. Ah!
1: This is so cool, and I hate it, and I love it. My little egg.
0: You make your way with Rodolphe up to the attic. As you come into this space, it is no longer. Uh, oh, here's all the fun and spooky things on the tour. It is just uh, we have to find the toga pea and the larvatar. Yes. Now.
1: Before whatever demon shadow. Yeah, when you said haunting demon shadow, what did you mean by that?
0: I meant that it is a foul beast that was contained within the urn and now it has been loosed.
1: Who contained it? You? Did you contain it?
0: No, I did not contain it. We bought it at an auction.
1: I do not understand this house. <laughs>
0: we buy all sorts of creepy things and then we put them on display for people to pay money to come see. Is
1: there like a community website for these types of auctions? There like are forums
0: you- on the dark web. <laughs>
1: Enough said. Respect.
0: But you all make your way up into the attic. Up in the attic. As you make your way up the stairs uh, from the very top of the grand spiral staircase, as you enter into this area, uh, there looks to be uh, a sort of main zone that it comes into uh, that is just uh, what looks like a spare bedroom. And then it can go out further into more rooms. Uh, just immediately, you see that there is uh, a hall that has a few different uh, doors that uh, appear to be locked. But it is a pretty bare hallway, except for like a couple of creepy little trinkets here and there. Uh, but uh, overall, it's it's uh, you know has all this dust and cobwebs. It's very very spooky. <laughs> um, he's like, "Yes, we just had Spinoak come in here and, and do all of the cobwebs." Nice
1: work, nice work.
0: Would you like to go in door number one, number two, or number three?
1: Number three! Number
0: three. This room has a bricked-up window that is flanked by these two wood-framed, dusty, like, kid-sized beds, uh, and there's a toy chest with little windmills painted on its size, there's a dollhouse, uh, and you see that there is also specifically a couple of dolls that are sitting there on the beds.
1: Oh, this is a personal creepy, yeah, oh, I do not like that, that uh, that's <sighs> creeps me out. And I never played with dolls as a kid, Luca.
0: No, They yeah. weren't my thing i I mean with, me neither, and especially not,
1: pockets,
0: not these weird dolls, like porcelain anything. things. and as y'all come up here and start looking around for a moment, the dolls actually like lift up by no! themselves oh. <laughs> And Rudolph, 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 tell me that's a trick.
1: Tell me that's a trick.
0: These Pokemon, ones that you've actually seen before, at least one of them, a Shepherd and a Bayonet sort of come out of these creepy dolls, and Rudolph is like, not right now.
1: <laughs> Guys, we're really needing your help right now. There's one of our Pokies been eaten by a shadow uh, beast. It's very serious. Have you seen anyone recently? Can you give us any clues? These, she starts just talking to the dolls.
0: The, these <laughs> two ghost dolls like look confused at each other for a minute and kind of just like... Shrug at each other, and Rodolph is like, "You are of no help. Go on, take your break."
1: Buy some Legos.
0: Take your break.
1: <laughs> Courtney, take, take your break.
0: break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is very strange. This is very. Strange. All right, look. All right, there, there are a couple more rooms in this place here. We, we, we should we should continue our search.
1: Door two. She runs.
0: He says, "I will check door one, and you all split off, just sort of in a Scooby hurry."
1: Scooby Crew. We look up our, our faces peek out of the doors. Then one of the dolls' faces peeks out of the doors. You get what I'm saying, right?
0: Absolutely. As you go through door two, it is uh, on the same side of the hallway as that kid's bedroom that you just went in. Uh, inside this room, as you come in it, you take a quick look around. Uh, go ahead and uh, roll 2d6 plus instinct.
1: Oh, 12. I didn't even add my pluses yet.
0: 12, I'm nice. I'm really
1: happy to be rolling well, folks.
0: Nice. So 13, time. A 13, fantastic. Uh, You go into this room, which looks to be a spare bedroom. This web-filled room contains a slender bed, a nightstand, rocking chair, an empty wardrobe, a small iron stove.
1: Wow, I guess that's for heat? Yeah. Like, Pearl's very curious about that. She definitely goes up, touches it. Huh, interesting. Can never imagine this in our uh, cruise ship, right, Sealy? Oh. Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of. (laughs) Down on the other floor Scooby Crew Mysterious Company uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Went down, deposited The pieces of the urn with Moonbeam Who just starts gluing Very neutrally (laughs) Uh, And then they go back Up onto the third floor So uh, as they are up On the third floor, they can go to their uh, Left or to their right As they are searching So is
1: left That deep OG reference.
0: They go left. As they turn around, going left, they see that this appears to be some sort of, like, nurse's suite. Ooh. Um,
1: creepy. Uh, there
0: is, like, a bed and also a little crib that has been abandoned. And there's like, a
1: little stove, and Celie also looks at it and thinks or, the exact or same or thing at the exact same time.
0: Yeah. There's, like, a big creepy mirror. Also, in every single one of these rooms, b- besides what I'm mentioning here, there are, like, miscellaneous, like, storage cases full of various, like, quote, haunted knickknacks and, and different things oh, like yeah. that. Uh, other uh, trinkets and tchotchkes and things that have been accrued from other places. And that they you all have their buy your own. own
1: version in the gift shop down below. Yeah,
0: that is exactly correct. Yeah, um, But uh, all of these different things are, are sort of, you know, just uh, throughout this place. I'm with you. Uh, so you could just imagine uh, just a, a very cluttered with haunted miscellaneous things space. I,
1: I imagine that Pearl at some point in the tour earlier found a haunted um, Pokedex and she goes, yeah.
0: Me. Ah!
1: <laughs> it's still horrifying!
0: You, like, run away, and from inside the Pokedex, just, like, a little Rotom face comes out, like, Nice! Ah. And then goes back in.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm back on track. Sorry, guys.
0: But in this sort of uh, nurse's Seely. suite area, uh, Seely and the crew all do just kind of, like, scooby-doo, boop boop, boop, boop boop their heads, like, around the door. <laughs> Omen is like shivering a little bit uh, <laughs> and then uh, as they are looking at it in addition to the decor it is very very cold in this room mm. and as they look around in it for a moment Celie like looks over in the mirror and it just frosts over and there is this like spectral form that just sort of looks at her and she's like no!" Oh,
1: Oh, that is scary!
0: And there's a spectral form coming out of the mirror, and the entire room is now beginning to be encased in icicles and things. What does the crew do?
1: Oh, I think they shut the door, <laughs> <gasps> and they regroup in the hallway.
0: Uh, roll two, uh, roll two d six plus. I mean, it's it's all of them together. Just uh, just roll whatever Seeley's agility is. Okay, seven, seven. Okay, a mixed success. So uh, as Seeley is uh, looking at this <laughs> spectral. Icy ghost thing that is coming out of the mirror. Uh, a frost lass emerges from the mirror and is like with this howling whispering wind sound uh, it 's almost as if they hear a. As it like shoots off this big icy wind, and they, they all uh, get blasted by that a little bit, uh, and do then shut the door and leave that spot. Wow,
1: that was scary! I've never heard of that Pokemon before.
0: Oh, Frostlass!
1: That's cool.
0: <laughs> they leave they, there. Would they like to check out the uh, the right room?
1: Uh-huh, yeah, I guess. Since
0: that was the left oh, one. Oh
1: my goodness! feel like we really interrupted like frost last was like having a yoga session or something
0: <laughs> like just having a just having a yoga session in the in, in the, the nurse's
1: room yeah
0: <laughs> well in the mirror yeah
1: in the mirror something like that <laughs> yeah that was creepy
0: um so they, they go over to the other side uh, They like poke their head in one uh, There's just like a, a closet um, Tarzan and Omen actually Open up a door uh, To this closet and like a broom Falls out and ting, clatters to the ground And Omen they like Omen jumps into yes. Tarzan's arms nice. So then they make their way over to that uh, Right hand room Right next to it they poke their heads into uh, One room it just looks like an old timey Bathroom And they're like, "Mm, no, thank you, weird clawfoot tub. (laughs) But going into this other room, they find themselves in the master suite, which is what Rodolph was about to attempt to show you all uh, before the urn broke. Uh, in there, the double doors to this room have dusty panes of stained glass set into them. Uh, and this dusty cobweb-filled master bedroom has these uh, these thick burgundy drapes covering the windows. Uh, there's this big four-poster bed uh, with these just tattered veils. And uh, there's a matching pair of empty wardrobes. There's a jewelry box, a padded chair. Uh, this old, like... What looks like, you you hope, is a a fake, like, uh, not tiger skin rug, but like an arcanine skin rug.
1: (laughs) I love it. Celie actually, like, looks around the room, and she's like, nice. (laughs) Nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But they look around in this room.
1: Darla is, like, sauntering. Like, she just thinks that's really cool. SP. Uh,
0: Go ahead and roll 2d6 plus instinct for Darla.
1: Oh, wow. Darla has a three in instinct. That worked out for my advantage.
0: Ten. With a 10, Darla is so in tune with her surroundings and all kinds of like extraterrestrial or, you know, um, supernatural psychic kind of energy. And she immediately like feels a disturbance for a moment. And she just tells the others she pauses,
1: like, like she stops in her tracks.
0: <laughs> the whole gang <laughs> freezes. And she just, like, looks over in the direction of the bed and sees, like, from the post up top, just sort of, like, swooping down like it was hanging on somewhere up there. Uh, just this hypno that's, like, about to start swinging a pendulum. And Darla is uh, able to, before it starts swinging the pendulum, and all of them be like, go, 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 let's get out. <laughs> With her ten.
1: Wow. There are so many cool Pokemon. Oh, no. Yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs>
0: get out of there.
1: Go, 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 go. This team's really good at running.
0: They are. <laughs> Here's the I don't thing. This I don't know crew know they're making
1: progress, but they're really good at running away.
0: This crew is not going to get in a fight if it's not going to be productive. And I respect that I about like them. I like that
1: about them. Georgie <laughs> drops her crown for a second. Darla picks it up and throws it picks back it at her. while they run. That's what her, instead of glasses, it's her crown. My yes, crown, my, my crown. crown.
0: Oh my gosh, of course it is. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Uh, so yes, there is definitely that moment that happens. I see he's like, come on, gang.
1: <laughs> I love this.
0: They get out of that room before the Hypno has a chance to do anything nefarious. Meanwhile, wow, I'm so
1: thankful I rolled a ten there. <laughs>
0: woo. Yeah, with the ten, you didn't need to roll to get away. She was able to see it yeah, quick that's enough awesome. to evict. Yeah. Meanwhile, with Elmer and Zilla. Oh no! They are still running around in this strange. Uh, with the level of darkness that there is, uh, I'm sure that they can only assume. Also, Zilla's rock and ground type. She's like, we're underground, bruv.
1: Wooderton, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Well, which way do I need to run?
0: Left or right? So is left. Great. They left. run.
1: Because it's too hard for me to say why. Roll this fair! <laughs> and
0: so they do run left as they exit out of uh, this strange, like, fungal, undergrowth, phosphorescent, uh, like, underground forest yeah. uh, area.
1: That's really cool.
0: They run Left! As they run left, they realize they are still in a house and whatever that area was just for some reason has become very overgrown with with whatever sort of strange subterranean plant life is is in there.
1: I have a lot of thoughts.
0: Uh, But as they make their way to the left, uh, gradually that starts just fading away and they find themselves just like going through a hallway. And then once again, they are in uh, another room.
1: Another room.
0: This room has a well shaft in it.
1: A well shaft? Okay.
0: It has a well shaft in it, and there is a wooden bucket hanging from a mechanism. And if. Uh, do they try to look down? No. <laughs> they don't look down the well.
1: They do not because if they look down, I feel like they gotta make a check to see if they fall or not.
0: <laughs> I, I
1: think at this point they are a little scared enough to not to to not go that adventurous. Nice.
0: Go ahead and just roll two d six plus instinct for Elmer.
1: Oh, she has zero instinct pluses. It's a seven.
0: A seven from down in the well. No. Elmer hears some sort of ghostly wail that sort of just echoes up the stones, up to the level that they are in. Both she and Zilla are very frightened by this. Yeah. (laughs) You may choose. Do they run or do they stay hunkered down in this spooky room?
1: I don't think they run.
0: Okay, they just run back the direction that they came from.
1: Oh, okay, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, they can run. And then they go white.
0: Great. Elmer says, oh, let's go white. Yeah. Got it. And they are running.
1: Okay. In pure Scooby-Doo fashion, y'all.
0: <laughs> just roll 2d6 plus agility as they go back through that strange foresty area.
1: Oh, seven. Seven. Um, plus agility. Oh, uh, Downwears very agile. Who
0: knew? What's her agility?
1: Three. What? Yeah. Dang, girl. I know. She's got rolls for days. She could just roll. Great. Like a little um BB-8. Uh, that's her Halloween costume that I gave her. She's a little droid. Yeah. That's very that's good. That's a good one. Um, It's 10 then.
0: Wow. I she, know. She has a three in both personality and agility?
1: According to this sheet that I'm looking at. Way to go, little
0: Elmer. Nice.
1: Oh, my little droid.
0: Nice. Yeah. That does work out. Yeah. Sweet. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, So they are booking it uh, as they are... Going through that strange phosphorescent fungal forest down below. Uh, They are just going. uh, Zilla is uh, just like doing the old like spinning barrel run thing as Elmer is rolling along. (laughs) She's like balancing on top, like running backwards, doing the the spin.
1: That's really cool. (laughs) Impressive.
0: As they are going through that area, they pass by the Parasect and the Phantump that they encountered previously, who were still kind of (laughs) stunned. Uh, And then they also pass by this like weird pumpkin patch uh, and these sentient pumpkins and gourds like look at them as they pass by, Uh. but do not accost them.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: friends, Jonah here to say thank you for listening to this special Halloween episode of Postcards from Pearl. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our spooktacular partner, Dice Envy. This week, check out some of their spooky seasonal dice sets, along with their new Where the Wild Shapes Are dice kickstarter. They've got all sorts of dice that you'll love no matter what your style is. And if you're looking to add to your dice hoard, you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to dicenv.com QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Junior and you want to give us a boost, please go to our page on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. We want to keep on spreading the word about the podcast and about Pocket Monster Fight for all of those people out there looking for a new Pokemon game to play that haven't found us yet. And you doing the simple thing of leaving us a nice five star rating and review is a big, super easy way that you can help us do just that. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to take that next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash Podcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjr.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at Junior. You can also hang out with us in our Quest Company Discord and get all the latest updates on Monster Fight and Pocket Monster Fight. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, and that is especially true for independent shows like ours. So we would love to see you posting about the podcast and telling your friends about us. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag quest code junior or hashtag postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. Podicon Go is your reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcasts that everyone can enjoy, with shows ranging from animal facts to stories to audio dramas to RPG, actual plays, and more. Check them out at podicongo.com. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the amazing artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Glitch X City for the spooks of the Departed and the Night's Shade. Thank you to Zane for It's a Monster House, Battle Dusk Noir, Battle Hades, Rider Getsis, and Johto Pokemart. Thank you to Joseph Cash for Spanky's House of Spanks and the Costume Distraction Samba. Thank you to Howard Harper for the song A Magic Moon. Thank you to Brandon Strader for the song Ember Flareon. Thanks to the Vivisectors for Cemetery Dance and Happy Halloween. Thank you to Dr. Frank Frankenstein for emergency exit, thank you to Dark Fantasy Studio for Ancient Gods, and thank you to tabletopaudio.com for providing so many ambient sounds for this episode. That's all for me, so let's get back to our spooky time. Thank you for joining us here at Quest Company Jr. up top. You got a 12 earlier. Yeah. So, while 12 you... 12 with my stove. Yes. <laughs> you were not fooled by this stove.
1: Why would he need a stove if he doesn't cook?
0: As you are looking around here in the attic, this weird stove in this extra bedroom, you hear the sound of a vaguely French scream. <laughs> and a sound of a thud. <laughs>
1: She runs. Luca?
0: Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm also here. I'm okay, just.
1: Okay, <laughs> I want to make sure our second thought wasn't coming. <sighs> huh? Oh, Mikey? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, hi. Yeah, no, it's me. How's it going? Uh,
0: I mean, i got to say, I'm actually pretty impressed.
1: Are you enjoying yourself?
0: I am. I'm, I'm, I'm having a great
1: time. great. Run off! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Elle just sort of like puts her claws to her temples for a second and yes. t- continues to run after you all. But. You go into the room that Rodolphe was in uh, looking for the babies and you find yourself in what just seems to be a storage room. This dusty chambers got a bunch of old furniture in it. Uh, Some of it is sort of draped over with, you know, spooky white sheets. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some other miscellaneous, you know, ha- haunted objects in there that you could look around for a second. If not for the fact that you realize oh, that no. there is a secret door that has been left Ooh. open in this room. But Rodolph is nowhere to be found.
1: Okay. Pearl takes on the physicality of a ninja. Brace yourself for anything. We could take these sheets and attach them as a rope because we don't know what's down there. Be on the alert. Swishing the arms.
0: Okay. Uh. Yeah. 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 Should we? And as he says, should we? You all hear the sound of oh, do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> the full um, mystery crew just running up the stairs after running out of the other room. Uh, me. <laughs> oh no! S P. All of them make I'm their so way. I you right now. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all of them just sort of do, 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 pile into this room and all, all sort of just collapse in Domino in a big style, dog pile. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they all just look up at you.
1: Hi guys.
0: Order door.
1: Well, we are still alive too. We found a door.
0: Oh, oh, oh. And Celia like gets up and like brushes herself off a little bit. Oh, 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 oh.
1: And she starts to lead down the uh, scooby crew <laughs> down the stairs.
0: I mean, yeah, that makes sense.
1: I love to see her thrive.
0: <laughs> you all go down these secret stairs from the secret door.
1: Born leader. Fettuccine still draped on me like a little shaken leaf.
0: Yes. <laughs> and she's like covering up most of your body because yeah. she's a very big noodle.
1: <laughs> In theory, Yeah. <laughs>
0: But yes, you all make, make your way. Does
1: that make me Princess Leia? If, oh, if like for your Elmer, Halloween costume? Yeah, if Elmer was BB-8.
0: Oh. Well, I think it'd be Rey if it was...
1: Okay, I guess I'm Rey. Oh, dang. I was Leia as a kid once for Halloween, and it made no sense because I had seen none of the Star Wars. (laughs) Also, I'm sorry. Sorry, listeners. I literally just paused the podcast for this while we go down a secret door. Well, no. I mean, well, here's the thing. Well, I'm drawing out the anticipation longer. If
0: Togepi Uh was BB-8, then I think you would need to be Rey, which I can only assume would then make Luca Poe Dameron. But if Elmer was R2-D2. I could be. Then you could be Leia. Yeah, and Would then he like could be better. either Luke or Han.
1: Okay, well, let's go with the OG because yeah. that's where it's at. That
0: makes okay. That makes sense to me.
1: <sighs> but I do just love the rolling movement of BB-8. Yes, <laughs> that's the that's the, t- that's the kicker. Nice. Sorry, guys, we're back. We're going down a secret <laughs> door. So, no, hold on, actually, really quick. Yes, <laughs> just to drag it out longer for them. Sure. <laughs> were yes. Were you ever a Star Wars character skin? Do I? And uh, were you ever a Star Wars character for Halloween? For
0: Halloween? No, I was not. Wow. I'm actually really surprised by that. I was things like...
1: You were always a very creative Halloween costume.
0: I was like Clifford the Big Red Dog one time. Which
1: is so perfect.
0: I was just a fire ant. We played into the whole redhead thing a decent amount. (laughs) I would say so. There was one time where I was Harry Potter. I don't know why I wasn't Ron. uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah.
1: I think my other favorite childhood costume was a bag of jelly beans. Mm. We just blew up a ton of balloons. We got a shower curtain. We wrapped it around my legs. We poured <laughs> all the balloons inside the shower curtain. And then we stuck a little logo called uh, Jelly Belly on my on my body. It was great. <laughs> I couldn't sit down the whole night. That's funny. Back to the podcast.
0: But it do. When I was a baby, I was a little cow one time.
1: Yeah. I ever got dressed up as a little baby. Really? Yeah, I know. Like I a little baby I baby? I don't think I ever have pictures of that. Mm. Good for your mom.
0: Yeah. That and the one eyed one horn flying purple people eater.
1: And you were Larry boy.
0: And I was Larry boy. You had
1: some really good costumes. And
0: my sister was the fib from outer space.
1: I was Jesse the oldling cowgirl. Very, no Very good. Very <laughs>
0: good.
1: We're back. I swear we're back.
0: You run down the stairs, the secret stairs. As you all make your way down the stairs. It goes all the way from the attic level. You feel yourself going down like multiple levels. This is a good sign.
1: This is a good sign. I can tell. Rudolph!
0: Your voice echoes through the basement level as you yell out for Rudolph.
1: And then I also, and then I go, Luca. I can't remember. Maybe I should try again. Rudolph!
0: No, no. His name's Rudolph, like with an O. Oh,
1: so I did it right the first time?
0: No, it was Rudolph both times.
1: Darn it. (laughs) (laughs) and then Lugo does it right once
0: Rodolphe Rodolphe Baptiste
1: we respect you even though I couldn't say your name right strange tour guide hello okay Moonbeam I'm sure you got security
0: cameras down here Mm -hmm. as you all make your way down the stairs very gradually you begin to experience some of this phosphorescent fungal growth as you're coming down the stairwell.
1: Uh, wow, so pretty! Hey guys, nobody ate anything. Grovile.
0: <laughs> as Tarzan was like thinking about it. Oh, of course. <laughs> but uh, as you all come into this strange underground glowing foresty area, you just hear the sound of like little rolling as. Beep, 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 beep. And then Elmer and Zella like crash into y'all. Hi, boom!
1: Yay! Hi, guys! Hi, hi, hi! Boop, 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 boop. A message, a message from Rudolph. Show me. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a holographic image <laughs> of Rudolph saying, "Help hummy, Help me!
0: You are my only hope. <laughs>
1: Okay, that doesn't happen, but it does
0: happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but they like bump into you all, and it's, it's like, beep.
1: beep. Oh. Tar, tar. You right. love Halloween? Cool. <laughs> 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 You're also very scared. Okay, that lines up. Look at <gasps> Fettuccine. Beep, beep. Fettuccine is okay, and Fettuccine actually relaxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: The crew is reunited, all Yay! except for your mysterious tour guide.
1: Okay, Luca, I know we just met him, but I do feel like we need to check up. Yeah. But what if he's the mastermind behind all of this? What if he's trying to steal our Pokemon?
0: I don't think he's that smart. Hmm. I, I certainly didn't get that vibe.
1: That's true, but there were some fishy things about him, like who's never had ice cream.
0: I mean, yeah, no, he. I mean, he's a weird dude for sure. I think uh, for the
1: safety of our Pokies, I'm gonna put him back in the pokeballs.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. And I do that. Who would you like to be your active Pokemon, then?
1: Uh, in honor of Elmer's first Halloween, we'll keep it Elmer.
0: Great. Elmer's out.
1: AKA, it will be a fast switch if a battle actually happens. <laughs> <Yeah, it's-
0: laughs>
1: <laughs> but I got to get some experience points for this girl.
0: That makes perfect sense. Who would you like for Luca to have out?
1: Let's have Zilla. It's, it's, it's an honor on the first Halloween.
0: Fantastic.
1: Is Zilla like um a little teddy bear?
0: You Let's know those see. teddy bear ones? Oh, like a little Ewok? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, here's the question. Is Luca dressed up as Luke or Han?
1: Han, for sure. Han's the way better one.
0: I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. I wanted to give you creative control.
1: Are you kidding me? There's no other option. Sorry, I have strong opinions, guys. I
0: I wanted to give you creative control and not just sort of strong arm him into being Han. It's 1,000% Han. Yeah, I think that uh I think that definitely that uh Zilla's like a little Ewok then. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Yeah.
1: Cause I don't think Zilla is a full Chewie. No. Okay,
0: okay, Maybe if she was a Tyranitar.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's dreaming for that costume. When they went costume shopping, she saw the Chewie and he was like, not yet, it won't fit. It does not come in your size. <laughs>
0: Back at the Bag cave at the party, Max yes. is in like a Chewy costume.
1: Oh my gosh! Yes, I love this. And then um, back at the uh, back at the party too, um, Fanta is in the um,
0: what's the gold one? C three PO.
1: Just check, thinking about it, they check their watch. They're like they're drinking some party like punch and stuff, and they're like, huh, wonder how it's going. Because it is hard to be just one of those Star Wars characters without your squad. So hopefully they'll oh my come back.
0: Gosh, that's funny. <laughs> I feel like if we're if we're going down this path, that Mikey's probably just got like a robe on and is supposed to be Palpatine.
1: L O L. Twain is Darth Vader.
0: <laughs> well, he's got the helmet. He's got yeah, the, like he's the, got the metal scariest version
1: of Darth Vader ever.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> the most
1: massive, scary Darth Vader.
0: That's so good.
1: <laughs>
0: we could go through the We could go through the whole list of everybody at the party But let's We let's, might
1: have to put this As a post credit thing It might have
0: to be <laughs> So you all make your way Down the hallway I can only assume That uh, P and Zilla uh, If you all start going Weft Weft, uh, yeah <laughs> They're like No, no, no not no, that Not that back So you yep. go white We go white And you make your way Through this hallway Coming through here, it is strange that on this basement level, it is almost like there is a a whole other house of its own in a way in the room uh, that had the well with just the sort of weeping and wailing down below that was indiscernible. Uh, They're also like they could see that there looked to be extra quarters in different places with, you know, sort of not not nice uh, rooms by any means, but certainly rooms, certainly rooms. Also of note, there are not any sort of extraneous things on display down oh, here. Oh, the knickknacks are gone. There are no knickknacks down here.
1: And then is there sunlight or no? No. That's so interesting.
0: Well, it is nighttime outside. Right. Uh, like the sun set as you were coming into Father so Spooky's Creepy Emporium. So the light
1: we're getting is from the phosphorescent plants.
0: The light is from the phosphorescent plants and... Torches that light themselves as you all are walking down the hall.
1: Oh, Luca, I don't have a good feeling about this.
0: No, that was very ominous, I and I did you're not like Mike it. like
1: trapping us. <gasps> no.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> that mean, that was
1: so convincing, my dear friend, Luca. <laughs>
0: No, no, you're right Honestly, actually I think that he probably is And I don't like this So we should leave Let's go And he goes to like Turn around up the doors back. Oh, that was a
1: bold choice Back from the stairs That y'all left (laughs) I follow Uh,
0: But as you all go back Toward the stairs The door is closed Oh,
1: no, Luca I should have read that waiver. This is a lesson. Never sign anything you don't read all the way through.
0: Not have signed the waiver. Yeah, we
1: should not have signed the waiver.
0: Okay. All
1: right. All right. I guess this is the only option now. All
0: right. (laughs) Love that. Love that.
1: All right. Down we go. That lighted hallway.
0: Down the ominously lit hallway. You all make your way through uh, what seems to be uh, like some sort of strange dining hall pantry area and you make your way down even more stairs actually not not a large staircase it's just sort of like a
1: Oh can I ask one more like aesthetic question Sure So the house was like some kind of decor era right Right is this a later historical decor era? Like, I imagine that this is more primitive.
0: Oh, you mean this is an earlier? Yes. Yes, this this definitely like this looks level. like it has not been updated. Like, the upstairs has been updated and renovated in areas. it still looks
1: old-timey, still still old-timey and kind of like, of like when you go to a Cracker yeah. Barrel. It's like, oh, we're in an old-timey place.
0: Right, but this is more like
1: spooky, this is actually primitive.
0: spooky KO vibes. Yep,
1: that's exactly what I was thinking. Okay, <laughs> yes. great.
0: Spooky Kanoko Origins vibes like for anyone even, who hasn't listened to Kanoko Origins.
1: Like right now, I'm imagining the tunnel, and you can even tell that like the the brick that was used is like very much like handmade stones that were placed and yes. things like that.
0: There are things that are not dissimilar to the Tomb of Sorrows, aesthetically.
1: Oh, dang it. Pearl starts to get... Pearl, yeah, Pearl struggles a little bit then. She is, she is
0: nervous. It's not the same, but yeah. it's not... But
1: There's some similarities.
0: Yeah. So you all go down those stairs and find yourselves in a new chamber further down as these stairs uh, open up into this next room. This room has all sorts of mold on the walls. It almost looks like a dungeon in some ways. There is like as you walk in, you like feel that the vibe is not good. (laughs) Vibe is bad there's a wide alcove in the wall that has a statue of this strange I don't know if there's any way that you would know like if this is a a ghost uh, some sort of spirit of some kind some sort of strange Pokemon uh, but it does have this sort of like Uh, in the carving, this kind of spectral looking form with this sort of wispy hair question mark coming off the top, this strange spiky collar, these clawed hands, and set where the eyes would be are like these two bright blue gems.
1: Okay, no, it's not Rudolph because he had red eyes.
0: Yeah, no, that scans. Yeah, sure, sure, (laughs) sure, sure. (laughs) I think that at this point, actually, even though Zilla is like the front of his party, I think that he does let Mikey out and Mikey's like, Mm, hunter, Hunter. It takes out a little notepad and he's just, <laughs> just making notes. Nice. <laughs> I like that. But this room also, from the door that you came in, you see that uh, across the way there are two other doors, a left door and a right door.
1: Hi. Uh, don't mean to be a bother. Just want, we're looking for our friend. Any chance you know which way he went?
0: Are you asking the strange statue this? yes. Go ahead and roll 2d6 plus personality.
1: It could be sentient. Eight.
0: With an eight, you hear coming from this statue at first, but then also from down the hallway as well, you feel like this sort of whirling air throughout the corner of the room and those those blue crystal eyes glow a little bit brighter and you're like oh no okay so something is happening but it is something that is not good go uh
1: thanks didn't mean to wake you up didn't mean to wake you up we're out we go left
0: you go down the hallway as you go down the hallway this whirling of this strange ominous wind continues as you hear more sounds of like (sighs) and thudding and things like that and this awful snarling sound as you make your way into this next chamber but you come into this large square room with these smooth walls there are featureless stone pillars supporting the ceiling and there is a breach uh, in one of the walls that just like looks like it goes into some sort of strange dark cave In this room, the floor is is sunken a little bit, and in the middle of the room, it is sort of raised up this debris that forms sort of an island in the middle of the room. There is some odd sort of shrine-looking thing or altar of some kind in the middle of that island, and next to it is (gasps) Rodolphe whose eyes just look completely blank. You see that his sunglasses that he was wearing have just like fallen from his face and he was just staring blankly at the entrance of this room uh, uh, as if he was waiting for you.
1: (gasps) Rudolph are, are you okay? What happened?
0: Roll to perceive motive. Ten. It does not look like he's in control of his faculties right now. Is there anything else from that perceived motive list that you would like to ask?
1: I would love to ask another question. So I guess off the list, it's like, what are you hiding?
0: What are you hiding? He's hiding the fact that he has a few Pokeballs on his belt. Oh, huh, okay. That he's been concealing up to this point.
1: Side note, Sarah, I am thrilled to see what those are. Um,
0: okay. But the main thing is you see that he he's does not, not he does not look like himself, uh, but he just looks directly at the both of you with those piercing red eyes and says, you should not have unleashed... The grim specter, the snarling demon will devour us all. And emerging from the cave on the other side of the room, a massive monstrous creature, green skin, long pointed nose and pointed ears, almost looks like some oversized muscular goblin. But as you Is look at it. this my
1: least favorite Pokemon, Jonah? As you Are look you going to make it, me battle this- Awful, awful Pokemon. I hate this Pokemon. Is this the Pokemon I'm thinking of? I hate this Pokemon. As you All look at this it.
0: this Pokey! It looks like it has these rippling muscles, but as you see disgusting. the way that it moves through this watery room. It's disgusting. Uh, it is not, in fact, muscle fibers, but it is this hair that it covers its body.
1: The whole Scooby crew is out shaking in a group puddle.
0: And as this grim snarl emerges from the cave and Rodolph pulls two Pokeballs from his belt. Ah! Roll initiative. Ah!
1: I really dislike this Pokemon, guys. Oh no! I rolled a three!
0: Oh no! <laughs> and roll for Luca too. So with initiative rolled. As the Grim Snarl lurches forward from its awful lair, and as Rodolph sends out two Pokemon—a Mischievous and a Lichen Rock Midnight—you and Luca both send Zilla and Elmer into oh the fray. Oh my
1: goodness! Happy Halloween, Elmer!
0: <laughs> so our order is going to be Luca, the Mischievous Grimmsnarl, Snarl. You And then the Rock Midnight
1: Oh wow They rolled really low
0: They actually did Yeah <laughs> <laughs> So With Luca up first What would you like For Zilla to do
1: Bulldoze on that Lycanroc
0: Nice Alright Go ahead and roll To hit
1: Nine.
0: A nine for bulldoze, so a mixed success as she charges forward going through this muddy water and boom, charges right up onto the island directly at the Lycan Rock. Go ahead and roll that damage. Six. Fantastic. Plus her stab of two, so that is going to be eight minus the Lycan Rock's defense, which is four, so it's going to be four doubled to eight super effective points of ground damage as she charges forward.
1: Wow, this got so intense so quick. I'm getting (laughs) a lot of Harry Potter vibes from this one, actually.
0: Ooh, yeah. Like Chamber Secrets. Yeah, Chamber of Secrets, yeah. I mean, heck, even the first one. That is Luca's main action. Any extra action?
1: Sure, I'll discern traits.
0: Who would you like for Luca to discern traits on?
1: Big Ugly.
0: On the Grim Snarl. Okay, go ahead and roll for him to discern traits uh, of the Grim Spectre.
1: Oh, Luca, you have awful logic. It's a five.
0: A 5 He has not seen this foul demon before He
1: even says this is the ugliest
0: thing I've ever seen This this is awful It's bad <laughs> to look at This is
1: big ugly
0: Oh no Oh I hate it Oh no
1: <laughs> oh, I can barely look at it in the eyes Elmer we have to beat this thing <laughs> It's only right
0: <laughs> Oh my gosh Alright
1: let's get pummeled
0: Oh also how could I forget I think that there's been some times that I've forgotten to do this, but with discern traits, when you fail, Oh no. On a miss, the Pokemon immediately does something unpredictable. I think that it sticks its hands uh, in the into pudding. the water. And like you all see sort of <laughs> these tendrils of hair just like shoot out throughout the space. This is um, my
1: own Halloween nightmare. That and is it so is going
0: gross. to uh, <laughs> it's gonna have advantage on its shape the field roll here in a second.
1: Boo!
0: Meanwhile, that is then going to take us to Grimmsnarl. Who is going to first use bulk up, as you see it just sort of fortify its body with these these fibrous tendrils.
1: Hate. Hate, hate, hate. Loathe entirely.
0: And then it's going to go to shape the field. With might, that is going to be an 11 total.
1: Ew, that's a success, folks!
0: With a full success, uh, it is going to... Destroy the earth. It is going to... Do M7, ignoring the defense of your Pokemon. And also, it is going to use M3, making it more difficult to escape. Oh. As these fibrous tendrils are, like, coming out of the water, attempting to grab at you. Oh. That then brings us to your turn, Pearl.
1: I'm yawning.
0: Elmer yawns.
1: Elmer yawns. Like, it's past the bedtime. We don't stay up this late for Halloween.
0: Who is Elmer yawning? Grimmsnarl. Great. Go ahead and just roll a D6. Four. All right. At the end of its next turn, Grimmsnarl is going to fall asleep.
1: Okay. We just got to survive one more round.
0: Correct. That is your turn, which is then going to take us to the mischievous, who is going to attempt to use Confuse Ray on Elmer. That just barely is going to be a mixed success with a seven. Okay. Elmer is going to be confused for six rounds, but because it was a mixed success, she has advantage on her attempts to not be confused.
1: Six rounds. Wow.
0: That is the Mr. Viss's turn as it's just flying around with these glowing red orbs of its little necklace glowing. Meanwhile, that is going to take us back up to Luca with Zilla.
1: Okay. I think for this turn, Luca's going to swap out.
0: Okay, Luca is going to swap out. He's going to pull Zilla out, and who's he going to put in? Going in for L. All right, bringing out L as Sneezo. She brandishes the claws. That is Luca's turn as he swaps out, and L eyes the Grim Snarl with her claws. Well, she eyes it with her eyes, but she Mm. brandishes her claws. (laughs) That then takes us to the Rock. Who is, to, <laughs> who is going to? Who uh, is going to just try to <laughs> from across the way is going to use rock throw at L with a mixed success. The rock throw is going to deal fourteen double to twenty eight super effective Yikes. points of rock damage as she's beginning to run through the water, making her way closer to the grim snarl. That is what the lichen rock does as it's standing there in the middle of that island. Meanwhile, the grim snarl is going to use swagger against it, attempting to confuse L. So go ahead and roll for L to tough it out plus personality.
1: She's zero personality and it's a 4.
0: Wow. Well, she lucked out cuz it's only going to be one round of confusion.
1: Okay. Wow.
0: And with that, the grim snarl falls asleep.
1: Yes. This is where we have to take advantage.
0: Meanwhile, back to you, Pearl.
1: I'm going to bring out Darla. All
0: right. So you swap out Elmer for Darla. Mm-hmm. Cool. That is your main action on your turn.
1: Cool. Let's take advantage of this round, Salvatore.
0: On it. That then takes us to the mischievous, who is very peeved. that The Pokemon that it just confused uh, was swapped out. So it's going to try to confuse Darla instead. Try if you want. And that's going to be a mixed success. So Darla will theoretically be uh, confused for five rounds, but she has advantage. To try to get out of it. Then that takes us back up to the top with Luca.
1: Metal Claw on gnarly green boy.
0: All right. Metal Claw on the grim snarl. The snarling demon. Go ahead and roll with advantage for L to hit because it is asleep.
1: Oh, thank goodness, L, that you are agile. That's what we needed, girl. Nine. Nine.
0: A nine. All right. A nine is going to be a mixed success as I think that just trying to get through all of the fur, all of the awful hair on this creature. We uh, have to shave you first. So go ahead and roll 2d6 plus three. 11. Minus its defense. That is going to be seven double to 14 points of super effective damage as she managed to shake off the confusion and get that hit. And she's no longer confused because it was just the one round of confusion. Meanwhile, the rock turns to face Darla, who's just closer to it now, uh, and is going to run up and try to bite her. That is going to be a 10 total, which means that it is going to deal 9 double to 18 points of damage to Darla.
1: And we don't have our defense still, huh?
0: That is correct. There have been two turns of the grim snarls shape the field. So after its next turn, it'll go away as the hairy tendrils will fall back towards it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But that was the Lycanroc's turn, which is then going to take us to the Grimmsnarl, who does not wake up. Beautiful. And That's what I needed. And it is back to you, Pearl.
1: Just let you have your spooky dreams. Let's do Dazzling Gleam.
0: A Dazzling Gleam. All Show right, cool.
1: off your costume.
0: All right, let's see Daphne. here. Daphne. Mischievous gets a mixed success. The Lycanroc gets a mixed success.
1: Man, you are rolling so well.
0: But the Grim Snarl fails.
1: Yeah!
0: So go ahead and roll your damage
1: 21.
0: 21. 21 points of damage. All right, so that is going to be 16, half to eight points to the Mischievous. It's going to be 17. Half to nine points of damage to the Midnight Lycan Rock, and it's going to be 17 doubled to 34 yeah. points of damage to the awful creature, the Grim Snarl.
1: Here's the thing, folks. You gotta focus on the Big Papa.
0: She's like, I'm not concerned about these minions.
1: No, you don't put, you don't put your effort into the minions. You let them beat you up. You take some tough hits. But you got to focus on the main course. (laughs) Don't get caught up by the apps. These are half-priced
0: apps. (laughs) Going straight for the entree. I am. Nice. Um, That
1: awful green spinach entree.
0: (laughs) Great. I
1: do think that's the ugliest Pokemon Alive.
0: Oh my gosh. I actually love Gribbsnarl and that how you terrible love it is. <laughs> I love that it's so terrible. Uh, uh, disturbing. That is your turn, which then takes us to the Mischievous. Oh, I almost forgot for Darla roll uh, to uh, see about confusion. her confusion.
1: A three and a five.
0: She did not hurt herself in her confusion. The Mischievous, having an opportunity since it has uh, confused Darla, is then going to uh, try to follow up with Hex. Doesn't hit, though. Ah. Gonna try to do extra damage because of the uh, status condition that Darla had, but uh, instead is not gonna hit because that was a natural four, so a six.
1: Wow, cool. been there.
0: So, mischievous does not hit, which then is gonna take us back up to Luca with L.
1: Another metal claw on Grimsonar.
0: Another metal claw. Roll the hit with advantage. Twelve. Nice. A 12 total is going to be a full success. So go ahead and roll that damage.
1: Flat seven.
0: Flat seven plus her attack. Five. And plus an extra three because she's one of Luca's favorite types. So seven plus eight, 15. 15 is going to be 11 double to 22 points of super effective steel damage.
1: We're making progress, Luca. I can feel
0: it. And with that... It is then going to be the Rock's turn who goes to bite once again against Darla and again is going to miss with a six as the minions are not doing so well. Perhaps it is because since the Grim Snarl is asleep, some of its power yeah. over Rodolphe has lessened. Is waning, uh, yeah, cool. And, and it's, Rodolphe obviously uh, has not been making any of his usual quips and comments uh, because of being possessed by this awful creature.
1: Who knew having such a regular bedtime for Elmer would pay off in such a big way?
0: <laughs> we love a bedtime. But then as the Rock misses, the Grimmsnarl is still asleep with a three. And it's shaped the field tags have ended. Woo! The hairy tendrils are no longer uh, yes. affecting the field. They have all come back to its awful body. Yes. Uh, and it is asleep.
1: You know, spooky things, they love creepy dreams, so yawn is the perfect way to fight something spooky.
0: Ha <laughs> ha! It is then your turn, Pearl.
1: Okay, let's do that same Dazzling Gleam again, because that was fun. Everybody make your save. Let's see your saves.
0: You did not save. Fail for Rock.
1: Let's see your save.
0: A mixed success for Mischievous. You
1: kind of saved.
0: And a fail for Grimmsnarl. Yes, you did not save.
1: That's what I needed. Oh, after all the bad rolls, it finally hit off. Look at those snake eyes.
0: (laughs) And by snake eyes, she means double sixes.
1: In the house.
0: Fantastic max damage. So that's going to be 23 points of damage. So for the mischievous, that is going to be 18 half to nine points. For the Lycan rock, that is just going to be 19 and then for Grimmsnarl, it is going to be 19 doubled to 38 points.
1: Yes, Darla!
0: That is your turn, Pearl. Meanwhile, the Mischievous is going to attempt to use Hex again. And that is going to be a full success on Darla, since Darla's the one who's confused. Oh, we roll 2d6 for Darla. 6 and a 3. You roll a 6? A 6 and a 3, yeah. That automatically ends her confusion, Dang it! As the Hex is not going to be the very powerful version oh, now.
1: Bummer. Again, I imagine all of her dazzling gleams right now are her just showing off the features of her Scooby-Doo costume.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, she's got the full full Daphne going. She's no longer confused at all, though. But the mischievous had already tried to shoot off the Hex before. Uh, so there you go. So it's only going to be the normal damage. Great, so that is going to be 13 down to nine, double to 18 points of super effective a ghost damage. And then back up to the top with Luca.
1: Wow, love that this thing is still asleep, might I just say.
0: Yawn is very good.
1: Let's do another metal claw.
0: Yawn is very good. Go ahead and roll with advantage to hit.
1: Because this sucker's a tank. 12.
0: Nice, another full success. Roll your damage. Four. Four Plus eight, so that's going to be 12. Then comes to eight, double to 16 points of super effective steel damage. We're
1: making good chunks even when we roll low. That's what we need.
0: Uh, As she's just basically giving this thing a haircut with these claws. (laughs) (laughs) These sharp, sharp claws of hers. Nice. That is her turn as that is then going to take us over to the Lycanroc. Who, seeing that it is not making as much of an impact on Darla as it wants, is going to attempt to do another rock throw directed at L. That is going to be a full success, as L is going to take 10 double to 20 points of super effective rock damage. Woof.
1: Here's hoping we can really get Grimmsnarl out on this round, guys, because we need
0: it. That is its turn, as Things then the Grimmsnarl wakes up with a six. No! As it is Hi, going hope, to... Good
1: morning. I hope you've had a change of heart. Maybe the ghost of Christmas could have visited you. Grim. My guess is that's a no.
0: It goes to use spirit break on L.
1: What a name. On L?
0: She's the one who's right next to it. No! And that is an 11.
1: That's all the hit points she had left!
0: Well, that was its role to hit. Oh, okay. For the damage...
1: No. Don't break her spirit, you nasty, nasty spinach! It's
0: going to be 18, so 15 double to 30 points of super effective fairy damage. No! Oh, no! Okay, Elle, come on back, come on back! Oh, jeez, as this thing just, like, raises from the ground from its prone position, (laughs) cracks its neck, and glares at you across the room.
1: Hi, I'm Pearl!
0: Who is Luca going to send out next? Mikey. Luca says, all right, Mikey, you're the scariest guy I know. Get in there. (laughs) Let's see who's got better technique. And he cracks his spectral knuckles.
1: Wow. Love that you're chiming in.
0: (laughs) Thank you. That is then uh, the end of the Grim Snarl's turn, which is going to take us to you, Pearl.
1: Let's do another dazzling gleam.
0: Another dazzling gleam. The mischievous, fails with a six. Lycanroc, mix success with a seven. Grim snarl mix success with a nine. So go ahead and roll your damage.
1: Uh, 16.
0: 16 points of damage. So that's going to be 12 to the mischievous. It's going to be six to the Lycanroc. And it's going to be 12 and just 12 because it would be super effective, but then halved. So 12 uh, points of damage to the Grimmsnarl.
1: Oh man, guys.
0: But with that, the grim snarl looks very bad, and like as it was raising it falls to a knee uh, and looks in Darla's direction.
1: Okay, that's good.
0: Meanwhile, the mischievous is going to attempt to confuse Mikey. That's a five. Nope.
1: <laughs>
0: as Rodolf, uh, it seems as though he's breaking free of the control I- in a way and is like feeling conflicted about the commands that he's giving to the mischievous, uh, to his Pokemon in general. Uh, and the, this lack of clarity is, is not helping them in this moment.
1: A but change of heart.
0: Mischievous continues to fly around the room. Then it is Luca's turn.
1: Let's do hypnosis.
0: All right. He's going to attempt to put the grim snarl to sleep once again
1: yeah go to bed use
0: you woke the old, up on the
1: wrong side of the stone
0: Using an old Virgil's strategy i see <laughs> it gets a mixed success on its roll to tough it out plus instinct so go ahead and roll 1d6 for mikey three all right three rounds it will be asleep but it has advantage to attempt to wake up at the beginning of its turn
1: okay booyah i'll take it
0: that is mikey's turn which is then going to take us to the Lycanroc who continues trying to chomp down on Darla with a natural 10.
1: Try and chomp me. I know you have to, but try.
0: With the bite, all things said and done is going to deal 8 double to 16 super effective points of dark damage.
1: Yikes. Ouchie. Not super well typed.
0: Meanwhile, the Grim Snarl is definitely asleep for one round. So... Boom, uh, as it slouches back down onto the ground, and then it is going to be your turn, Pearl.
1: Tharva's like, this skirt, it never gets old. I love, love, love my little ascot. It never gets old. And also, what never gets old? Dazzling Gleam.
0: Dazzling Gleam. The mischievous fails with a six. rock, mixed success with a seven. The Grimmsnarl, mixed success with an eight. So go ahead and roll your damage. Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen is going to be ten points to the mischievous, who is KO'd at this point. Goodbye,
1: minion.
0: Eleven halved to six to the Lycanroc, and it is going to be eleven for Grimmsnarl. So with the mischievous KO'd, Rudolf recalls it calmly and says, All right, then. Show them what you've got. Nosferatu. And he sends out a gliscor.
1: Nos- Nosferatu! Nosferatu! Gr- yeah, that's great.
0: The gliscor emerges from the t- Pokeball.
1: Come on, Rudolph!
0: That is then going to take us to Nosferatu, who, as it is unleashed from the Pokeball, is immediately going to whoosh, swoop at Darla and try to use guillotine. Misses. Great. As it, phew, Darla just sees it coming with that large scorpion tail. Uh, she's familiar enough with this. You have a Gliscor. Uh She sees that tail coming and Aspie. gets out of the way. That was the Gliscor's turn, which is going to take us back up to Luca.
1: Let's put the Gliscor to sleep with hypnosis.
0: Okay, great. So a hypnosis attempt on the Gliscor. The Gliscor Rolled a critical success.
1: Dang, okay, well, easy come, easy go.
0: You fool, he is the knight.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: so Mikey's like, contact. Respect. <laughs> Respect, my guy. Are <laughs> those contacts? But then uh, it is the Lycanroc's turn once again, uh, who is going to continue its attempts to bite Darla with a 11 total. Deals 12 super effective points of dark damage to Darla. As it continues, <laughs> dog versus cat fox dog. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: trying to chomp down on her.
1: <laughs>
0: the grim snarl.
1: Please stay asleep.
0: Does stay asleep. It had advantage, but it rolled a two and a three.
1: Bless it. That's what I needed.
0: And then it is your turn.
1: Hey, never all old there's a gleam. She's beauty and she's grace. She's Darla, our queen. Okay, Dazzling Gleam.
0: Glyscore fails. Lycanroc gets a mixed success. Grimmsnarl also gets a mixed success. Dang it! So roll your damage.
1: Nine plus 11.
0: Nice, 20 points is going to be 16 points to Glyscore, eight to Lycanroc, and 16 to the slumbering Grimmsnarl. But with 16 points of damage, how does this dazzling gleam take down the foul demon?
1: Starla says, and I've been waiting the, to show you the best for last. It also has And this is just too much for everyone to handle about her costume.
0: She pulls out the pockets and from it, this dazzling (laughs) gleam of basically sunlight. Yes, which uh, for a brief moment, the Grimmsnarl wakes back up from its slumber, uh, regretting that it didn't get to do more cool stuff because it slept for so long. But... Uh, is just absolutely taken aback by this dazzling gleam as also the Glyscore and the Lycanroc shield their eyes and Rodolfi's like, "Whoa, well, hey, that's too much for me. Um, <laughs> and the Grimmsnarl is defeated as boom, it Hooray! falls in a heap on the ground. Woo!
1: You did it! Way to go, guys! We turn our heads slowly.
0: I am very proud of you all. That was very exciting. Is
1: this part of the whole play? This was bad to
0: do. It's like a little
1: escape room, huh? It is. I look at for camera. Hello.
0: <laughs> you she see that there is wave. a little camera up in the corner. Hi, Moonbeam. <laughs> you don't see Moonbeam waving back, but you can assume that. Well, you can assume whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Luca, that was a really intense tour.
0: Wow. Oh, my goodness. You all did not You all did not read the waivers at all, did you? No. You did not. No. Because we said uh, specifically, uh, explicitly <laughs> in the waiver exactly what this was going to be. Wow.
1: Well, I don't trust you at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was super fun. Would you like to go and exit through the gift shop? Uh, come on. Come hey, uh, Father Spooky, uh, Father Spooky, we that done now. And the Grim Snarl, like, gets back up and your dusts itself Your Father up.
1: Spooky? Grim. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. I think my, I close my eyes while I'm saying that. <laughs> I don't even want to look at <laughs> he it. He,
0: like, shrugs and then just, like, sends this, like, hairy hand towards oh, you to shake your hand. I can't
1: touch it, and I don't want to be mean. <laughs> okay, Pearl stomachs it. She does touch... She shakes its Ew! Ew, we're even pretending this, and I can't do it!
0: She does.
1: She shakes its hand, because they don't want to be rude.
0: Father Spooky but shakes your hand. she does puke again. Oh, my in gosh. In <laughs> <laughs> says See, some
1: saltines again.
0: <laughs> Rudolph says, we are very happy to provide very thrilling, uh, spooky experiences here at Father Spooky's Creepy Forum.
1: I pull out Elmer and the whole crew. Guys! We're all getting T-shirts! Let's go to the gift shop!
0: (laughs) And you do. A little set of stairs comes uh, from the ceiling of this uh, basement chamber. (laughs) Wouldn't you know it, the stairs come out right in the middle of the gift shop.
1: Awesome. There's, we're checking out. We're having a blast.
0: There's a guy named Kurt working the counter in the gift shop. Oh
1: my gosh. Um He looks they, like a
0: slightly less handsome Paul Rudd.
1: I imagine, like, because it is kind of like that escape room type concept yeah. that they take a photo of you mid-battle. Like, you know how oh, they do Oh Yeah, with no, coasters? there were a
0: few of you all in great distress. Also, like uh, they just on the house they give a little little revive, little heal for Elle since so she got knocked out. Aw, that's sweet. <laughs> um, but with all of that, you all receive your T-shirts from Father Spooky's Creepy Emporium.
1: Um, and we also get our framed photo. You get and your
0: framed like, photo.
1: On, I want to get one with Rudolph!
0: Uh, but of course, but of course. Oh, and do not forget your most important prize. Well, I mean the T-shirts are very important, but also, uh, and each of you gets your prize for defeating Father Spooky in uh, decisive fashion uh, and within the time limit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, each of you gets a dusk stone and a moonstone. Oh,
1: that's very nice. Yes. Wow. I guess the tour paid for itself, folks.
0: <laughs> But you receive your prizes and then you all line up to take a big group photo with uh, Rodolphe uh, along with Father Spooky and Rodolph's team of Pokemon as well. And
1: then I like to think that Rodolph doesn't show up in the photos.
0: Well, here's the thing. Rodolphe does not show up, but the sunscreen that is slathered all over his oh, face and beautiful. hands does. <laughs> beautiful. And with that image. <laughs> happy Halloween, everyone. Happy That's where Halloween, we'll end this everyone. one. <laughs>
1: Go eat a Snickers on us.
0: It was a very spooky time. Hello, friends. Jonah here from Quest Company Jr., popping in to say that the show that you've just been listening to is part of the Podicon Go podcasting network, a group of independent creators committed to creating, distributing, and supporting content that's family-friendly and fun for all ages. If you enjoy this show, be sure to subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform and show some love with a five-star rating and review. Every time you do, you are helping support the creation of more family-friendly content. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Postcards from Pearl is a fan-made podcast and is not affiliated with Nintendo, Game Freak, or the Pokemon Company.